Well, of course. Every country is going why to war we should for trust that. them completely so, for that. Well, I know, but at the same time, though, it's like who... It really becomes like, who would you rather have control over that over that region or over that territory? Mm. Do you want the Joel government? Joel Olstein. Yes, exactly. I think he should be in charge he of our... He needs to create a new of our, government. He, Joel Olstein should be in charge of our defense program. <laughs> With his charisma alone, he would lead Iraq to he Christ. Would just, like, he would just like, hey, <laughs> and like things are going on with Korea yeah. or Iran. He'd yeah. go... You know, y'all just need to live your best life now. <laughs> and then we would just like totally no, he wouldn't. No. Jo, he would bring J- destruction. Jo would. You yeah. you make that country poor. They tithe. <laughs> they tithe all they had. I love um, even when there's no actual <laughs> legitimate place to bring Jo into a conversation. Yeah, we will find a I'm way. I'm pretty sure we built this. Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a podcast that explores the how and why of living as a Christian in a pop culture world. Movies, art, people, everything is up for debate, and nothing is held back. In each episode, we explore a topic through conversation, banter, and the Bible to try to get to the truth of the matter. We're not pastors or scholars. We're just regular Christians trying to understand the world through the lenses of the Bible. Good morning, Vietnam. My fellow Americans, this episode, we're talking about the government. So put on some fortunate sun in the background and let's get ready to score one for the good guys. Uh, three, two, one. God, God bless, bless America. America. Interesting how we both went for the Southern accent again. Yeah, well, we live in Texas now. Well, so that's true. My, yeah. my accent's starting to slowly fade into a Texas drawl. No, it's it not. Is. I, can, I can hear myself sometimes. I am saying y'all yep. quite often, though. I'm saying y'all. I'm starting to talk like, man. Oh, I'll be like, oh, no, man, you know what you... Not. Yeah, man, I work. Get out of here, I'll man. Start, I'll start doing that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, I'm going to turn man. into a full-blown <laughs> Texan. <laughs> Good to know that we're slowly sliding and we're culturally appropriating the Texan accent. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome to Biblical Lenses. Um, and we are uh, we're stoked it's gonna be an interesting episode today yeah it's gonna be a great episode we are talking about government government talking about government yep we're talking about the government or all governments uh let's try to keep it to the us of a uh because that's where i'm probably gonna roam a little bit uh we're gonna roam a little bit no no doubt interesting but let's try to keep it circled around you know the main government <laughs> the like, main government the one that all of our all of the people in the world recognize right now that's so, true yeah well speaking of recognition yeah uh hey if you haven't subscribed oh, to the please podcast like please do that uh so you know when a new episode comes out we have a new episode every single wednesday head over to the apple podcasts and you can leave us a five-star review maybe write a little something nice um controversial or um, just what you want to hear, because yeah. lately we've been racking our brains. It's true. And it's easier when you rack your brain That's and true. then just tell us what you want to hear. You can also reach out. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Biblical Lenses, Instagram at Biblical Lenses, locking down that URL, locking down that URL, locking down that, that, that screen name, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> or you can head over to facebook.com slash biblical lenses, but we never check that. So stick to the Twitter and the Instagram yeah. for now, and we'll try to get better at the social medias. Um, all right. Government. Government. Ooh. What do we say? Oh, it's what a do tricky we topic. Well, it is. Depending um, on where you are in the country, you have different views on... It's true. Your Christian your Christian biblical lens is different. Well, and this could blend a little bit into a mm-hmm. future topic of liberal Christians yep. versus conservative Christians because we would yeah. we would look at government maybe at a different view. You actually reminded me that was the topic that we were going to talk about There's one, another one topic. week was liberal Christians. Liberal Christianity. Yep. If you have any questions about liberal Christians and liberal Christianity... Uh, yeah, tweet us, D, you know, DM us on one of the yep. uh, on one of our social accounts. We'll talk about that. But today we are talking about government, and I have an interesting article yep. that I found. I don't even know how to say this domain. Chally's 
Chalies.com? Chalies. Chal- I'm going to go Chalies. Chalies. Sounds- okay, let's go with that. Okay. Um, and uh, it's entitled, Five Things Scripture Teaches Us About Government. Uh, let's let's kick it off. Um, I like this little statement they say right here, though. Government is one of the facts of life. It's That's just, good. It is a fact of it's life. Gonna, it's going to happen no matter what. No matter what. There's some form of government. Yep. They're, you know, democratic. Yep. Uh, socialist. Uh, communist. Communist. Fascist. Fascist. Um, I think anarchist is the only one that doesn't want an official government. Nihilist yeah. as well. Yeah. But that's not, that's the I mean, absence of. Because no matter what you do, it's going to, like, you're going to destroy the government. There'll be another government that rises up. Either that or warlords. That's true. Which is its own form of government. Own form of government. Is it not? Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Do we need to look up, like, what's a basic definition of government? Uh, I don't know, man. Give, it, give me, spit, spit some fire right now on what you think a basic Okay, Brother, I just, okay, I just Googled one. Just go. some conglomerate of people that decide what you do. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know. They well, this says you. a government is the system or group of people governing an organized community, there often a state. In the case of its broad associative definition, government normally consists of legislature, executive, and judiciary. Okay. Yeah. Definitely speaks of our government. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And, uh, there's some stuff in between the lines there that it doesn't say. There is. Bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, uh, conspiracies. Yep. Uh, corruption. Yeah. Shout out to Donald Trump. Woo! Uh, Not for the, not for the corruption, but the conspiracy part. Shots fired. Um, no, but, uh, I don't know. Like when, when we think of government here, especially in America, like we, I think because America has done, such a good job of making the government hand in hand with Christianity. We, a lot of times think of government as like God's ordained leaders Mm. that are doing his will, Mm. you know, here in our country. And so every president that people elect is literally like the, like they're like you, we are electing God's man, like to lead us. So it's interesting. Like, well, it's. I mean, that's interesting. Do you, is is do you think that's the the average take? I mean, I would say that as for Christians, many Americans, there's there's reasons why people get so upset and crazy about the the leaders that they that get elected. Like, for instance, I had a auntie in Hawaii that when Barack Obama was first elected, okay, she was like, he's he's got to be the Antichrist. Like, look. <laughs> Like ah, here's ah. here's all of the reasonings why and I was like no he's not no like, he's not like you're no, too crazy definitely but not. like when he was elected she was literally like he is there's spiritual warfare going on in the United right. States you know and so yeah. it's instead of just it's because she was racist yeah I wouldn't doubt it and I also because his name was Barack it. Barack Obama <laughs> yeah I always I just not that I not that I dislike President. Obama, yeah. uh, former President Obama, but whenever I would say his name would be President Barack, yep. I would always say it like it's that. Just, you have to. Yeah. Well, I feel like it does. It deserves. It warrants that. It does. Uh, um, well, so we got on this topic, mm-hmm. or we got this topic from a request from a friend of ours, yep. and he was talking more about, uh, and and you could probably read the question from him better yeah. than I can remember, but it was to the effect of, um, are all governments set up and established by God? Are they is like. And when does there ever come a time where we as Christians have the right to rebel or stand up against tyranny or evil governments like that? I'm, I may have just. Yeah, no, I mean, is that basically it? Yeah. That's basically kind of what it was just at what point do Christians resist uh, 
he said tyrant, but I believe it's tyranny. Um, when do governments cross the line between Romans 13, which says obey your governing authority, um, or is uh, or when is it time to take the sword and resist, which is also another biblical scripture. But both, you know, within context or out of context can change the meaning of what that, Very that can true. be interpreted as. Okay, so let's lay cards on the table. Mm-hmm. Pro-government? Big fan of our government? Oh, man. Or, or what qualms do you have? I'm you a wanna... libertarian at heart. So Whoa! I've always, I, it, I've actually just started branching out into this. So I'm not, I'm a soft libertarian. Like I'm not die hard. Like all, all the government should keep their hands out of my, my life. Like okay. I'm just starting to like tiptoe into it and figure uh-huh. it out. But like, I would agree that most of what the government does is not good. Like really? they don't do a good job. This, I feel like this has changed. I feel like we programs. had conversations a couple weeks ago and you were like, no, I trust the government. Well, I would say that there are certain things that I trust the government to do. What things do you trust the government to do? Go to war. You do? Yeah, man. That, that, that would be one of the biggest things that most people don't trust the government to do. Well, see, that's my thing. It's like they, like Wars. our government especially is very, very much like orderly when it comes to... You're out of your mind. Well, it's different... Different we than highly disagree. Then. Really? Absolutely. You disagree in that. I was in I the mean, military, you were in the military and I wasn't. And I disagree. So. Okay. I, I I believe that wars are good for economies. Yeah. I believe that people can use governments and countries can use war for the wrong purposes, for greedy, selfish purposes. Okay. There's never, ever has the United States been in a conflict that did not have some sort of benefit for themselves. Well, of course. Of course. I mean, any, any, well, any, but we war. like to position ourselves as the big brother that stands up for democracy and freedom and liberty of throughout course. the world that we help, but there's always a little shady backhanded. But after this is done, we got a little, we, we're getting a little something out yeah. of this. And so to say that we trust the government completely in that, I think. Well, that's, but that's the thing that was I like, every, every country is doing that. Well, of course. Every country is going to war That's why we shouldn't for trust that. them completely so, for that. Well, I know, but at the same time, though, it's like, who, it really becomes like, who would you rather have control over that, over that region or over that territory? Do you want the government? Joel Olstein. Yes, exactly. I think he should be in charge he of our- He needs to create a new of government. Our, he, Joel Olstein should be in charge of our defense program. <laughs> With his charisma alone, he would lead Iraq to he Christ. Would just, like, he would just like, hey, <laughs> hey, like things are going on with Korea yeah. or Iran. He'd yeah. go- you know, y'all just need to live your best life now. <laughs> and then we would y'all? just like totally. No, he wouldn't. No. J.O. He would bring J- destruction. J.O. would. You, yeah. You'd make that country poor. <laughs> they'd tithe. They'd tithe all they had. I um, love even when there's no actual <laughs> legitimate place to bring J.O. into a conversation. Yeah. We will find a I'm way. I'm pretty sure we built this podcast off of Joel Olstein and we're going to maintain it off kind of Joel of true. Olstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Joel out um, there. Um, talk to us, man. Yeah. But like, no, I, I don't want to go like too much into it. And sure, I'm sure, sure the listeners on the podcast are probably making their judgments based off of who i am now um but like you know i think like for the most part the government our government is run by a moral code and there are shady things that happen within it but for the most part we are run by a moral code and when there is bad moral things that happen we're not afraid to stand up and say hey this is wrong we need to stop doing this okay well all right so uh, our cards are on the table. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 get the Bible's cards mm-hmm. on the table, okay? So let's break down some of these five points. Yep. Point number one, uh, this article says, is that every government is put in place by God. Yeah. Here's here's like the there's two scriptures, but here's the first one. Jesus answers Pilate while on 
uh, trial in John chapter 19. He says, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. So here's Jesus as he's unfairly tried saying this whole thing, it looks, God is sovereign. I am sovereign. I've condoned this to happen. Right. Um, and then the other scripture they're bringing up here is Romans 13, which our friend yep. Mike, who, who brought this point to us, would also state that there is no authority, it says in Romans 13, except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Mm-hmm. So here's a, and I think you can correct me if I'm wrong because yeah. you're the Bible college student, oh. but I would, I believe that both of these things come together to a theological point that says, if rulers, kingdoms, and authorities are not, if we can, if we say that they're not established by God, then we're taking away God's sovereignty, aren't we? We're saying God mm. doesn't have sovereign control over all yeah. things. There's some things, mm-hmm. some people would say, that God doesn't have control of. So if you want to go, I hate Donald Trump, you go, well, he's got, God wouldn't have allowed him. It's like, well, then you're taking away God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Well, not, Is that right? Yeah, like I, I would agree with that. I think that there are aspects though of, of that statement that you have to look at um, like case by case. So for instance, um, I got into this Netflix wormhole about oh, no. uh, this documentary called The Family. Okay. And it's all about a group of Christian, actually like the National Prayer Breakfast is run by this this like group of Christians called The Family. And- uh, and Sounds strangely like a like a- skull and or cloak and dagger that's, type deal. That's what they tried to make the documentary out of. I think when you actually like looked deeper into it, it was just a group of Christians that were trying to bless politicians. So like they would come over to the politicians' houses in DC and like like wash their houses or like mow their lawns just to bless like the politicians and but then they were like they're doing it for political gain. It was like no, it's just because they're Christians like and we they just wanted to bless like fellow like mm. believers um mm. and uh but like they had a very interesting viewpoint, which was God ordains these politicians. So no matter what they do, God has continued to ordain and bless their lives. And they started getting into this kind of weird, like, no matter if they have an affair or if they have like these shady dealings. And that's where I was like, you know, that's wrong. Like, see, God ordains and sets up leaders and rulers. But then I do believe he challenges them to lead and rule with with a godly righteousness well, that's, that's at least true. professing christians or in bit like in old testament like biblical times like professing jewish leaders he said like i will raise you up and then hold you to a certain standard of leadership and if you don't have that standard i will tear you down Well, okay so let's we're gonna go back we're gonna go historical first yeah. king israel mm-hmm. saul yep saul was tall he yep. was not the guy. Not the Saul, guy. Saul sucked. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he looked like a king. Mm-hmm. And people wanted Saul because he looked like yeah. a king. And they wanted to look like everybody else because everybody else had a king. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, we don't want you to lead us, God. We want Saul to yeah. lead us, right? Okay. That which is bad. like an interesting point, which we'll end up getting to the very end. Garance. But God originally said, I'm supposed to be sure. the ruler and king, yeah. not some man. But it was man's choice to say, we want a ruler that we can physically see. Sure. So, Oh, we are going to get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to oh, that. Oh, heck yeah. yeah, we are. Okay. So then then we get David. Then we get Solomon. And then when you start reading like First and Kings, like Chronicles, like you start getting into a slew of good and bad yep. kings over Israel. And what... This is saying in Romans 13, what it's saying in John 19 is that all of those good and bad kings that reigned over Israel, wicked or not, were instituted and placed there and given that authority by God. Even the ones that 
just forgot all about God, who bla- who just completely walked away and started worshiping foreign gods and idols. Even those ones were were put into position. Well, and I mean, when you think about like when you know when Romans was written by by Paul is in midst of Roman persecution, right. writing to you not know not an easy thing to write, not an easy thing to write, and especially like when you have other Christians reading these le- letters, uh, you know, during Nero and like literally getting murdered and brutally killed and they're reading these letters that say like government authorities are instilled by god like how could you how could you believe i think there's like i think there's a common misconception by i was gonna say unbelievers but probably some believers too that those statements of obeying the authorities that god has placed over you were written in the best of times yeah not not at all absolutely not the worst of times actually worst of times like the times that we can't even truly imagine like my children being dressed in the skins of lambs being thrown to the coliseum to be eaten by lions yep that go, ahead, go ahead and submit yeah. to those authorities and mm-hmm. rulers. Whoa. So, yeah. okay. So we go back to like, I don't know, may, is it time to like get into this question yet? Like, is there a time like every government is put in place by God, but does that mean that we, is, there's never a time for us to rise up against them? So, th- and, and here, I guess, let me backtrack. Here's where I'm going. God institutes every ruler, every authority says this, these scriptures, right? But even though God is sovereign, we still have our autonomy and our free will and our choice, right? Um, so those wicked kings, those any wicked ruler that's set in place, God, like you said, God does want them to rule in a righteous and godly way. Will they? That's a different story. Yeah. So when they don't, do we have the right to stand up and, and rise up against them? And that's where I think it's a it's a it's a gray area because I mean, you think when, it's gray? I think it's gray. I mean, when you look at even you know Babylon and you look at all the stories in the Old Testament of uh, like men and women like ruling or being like aides to kings that were wicked kings that didn't didn't believe in like god and all of a sudden you see these like aides like daniel or shadrach meshach and abednego or you know it's like uh even esther it's like they Mm. start showing through the love of god the like the power of god to these rulers and the rulers change their hearts change their minds and but okay, whoa! I'm gonna play devil's advocate right mm-hmm. now. Okay, okay, go ahead. But but didn't God constantly through the prophets and the judges tell them, tell the nation of Israel, tell the rulers that were put in those places and were now ruling in a wicked way, you need to repent of your wicked ways. You need to turn from them and follow me, or I will yeah. raise up another nation mm-hmm. that will come and destroy you yeah. and wipe you away. Yep. And so, um. But is that now though, that's, that is a task on God and not on humankind. Absolutely not. I disagree. Yeah. As a, as an old God will raise up another nation. Well, why did he raise up the judges? Why did he raise up the prophets Mm -hmm. to go? You're being a dunce. You should not be doing that. Paul Mm -hmm. or excuse me, Saul, you can't anoint like a priest. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. You're wrong. Right. And just chastise him for that. So I believe God will raise up Christians to speak against like the people who have been put in power to rule godly, but are not ruling in a righteous, godly way. I believe that I personally believe that's our, our role, our role. Yeah. Uh, but it might just be the punk rocker in me. I don't know. It might like, be. I, I just mean, want to raise a fist and mosh a little I would bit. Say, maybe in the I name would of say Jesus. like, I, I don't, the human side of me when seeing something done wrong or when seeing something done that I don't agree with says like, 
I don't agree with this and I'm going to violently fight against it. But at the same time, I think that a another side of me, which is like, okay, would Jesus in this instance be humble? Would Jesus in this instance mm. be silent? Would he, you know, would he go to his death you know, just not saying a word. And that's where it's always a strange dichotomy because there was times that Jesus would be very outspoken and say, no, like, I don't agree with that. But a lot of times it was for kingdom purpose Mm. and it wasn't because the ruler at the time was... You know. I feel okay. We're gonna weave this conversation of when to rebel and when not yeah. to rebel throughout the rest Probably, of this podcast. Yeah. But let's go to let's go to point number two in this article because I think we'll we're gonna inevitably jump right back into yep. the rebel thing. Number point number two: God uses even sinful governments to do His will. Okay, he, okay. He quotes uh, um, uh, Acts chapter four: "Truly, in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed." both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. So he's saying, oh, there's that word predestination, mm-hmm. yep. that that Pilate, that, that Herod were predestined to do those things. Yeah. So now God even uses sinful governments to do his will. What do we say about that? I don't know. What I don't. I don't know what if I want to talk to this like this question first. No, I don't know. Like, I love. I want, this I want to question. see what you say. Okay. Well, here's what I say. Yeah. I, I I see it pretty clearly that he does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, because here's another one. Jeremiah 25. Uh, because you have not obeyed my word, says God. Behold, I will send for all the tribes of the north, declares the Lord, and for the Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. God says, my servant. Yeah. And I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all those surrounding nations. I devote them to destruction, make them a horror, a hissing, and an everlasting desolation. You got to love the Bible sometimes. Yeah, the Bible just goes hard sometimes. (laughs) Dude, you know, like, here's an example of God's wrath being kindled against his own people. And the question stirs in my mind. Can we really put all the blame on the wicked rulers and authorities, or can we put it on the people who didn't rise up and go, we know better. That's true. We should have stopped yeah, them. That's like, true. Let's take a very hot top, like hot seat topic right now of abortion. Like, like, will we be on the wrong side of history if we don't stand up? Like now, will God say, Well, that's okay, you were busy, or will he say, You turned a blind eye? Yeah. And and I think like sometimes too though I don't know it, I think it also depends on where you where you view us in the end times right because like you can Ooh, see really? I mean I've I've always kind of seen that it's like you can see general progressions towards uh, towards end times where like nothing gets better any longer like as you continue to progress into the end time it's like nothing gets better everything starts to get worse and things things get more wicked things get more evil and then it's like okay here comes the antichrist and so it's like to me i don't want to say that you should be like lazy this is i used to have a theology where it's like well it's just going to keep getting worse so why am i going to try i think that as christians are are godly like call is to resist until the end to resist against evil to resist against wickedness and so i do i do agree with you on that like when we see a nation like the united states say abortion is okay or like we believe that it's okay to do x y and z and you know that biblically it's wrong you should stand up and say that is wrong and i will fight to the end to now does that mean that you 
go and blow up an abortion center? Of no, course well, not. No. That's psychotic. Of course. But you should violently resist it to the violently, end. Violently, you're saying, though. Well, I'm just saying actively. Violently as in, as in like, passionately. Right. Not, passionately. Not as okay, in, like, yeah. go not, out we're not attacking yeah, We're not calling for violence. Yeah, I'm the way. least violent So, person. side note, yeah. where do you stand on the machine gun preacher? Oh, Ooh. are we talking about well, Gerard Br- Butler, machine was, gun preacher? Where are you at with Gerard oh, Butler, man. machine gun preacher? Hey, I mean, he's he effective. Said he's effective. He said, "Listen, like he believes that God is calling him yep. to stock up with on machine yep. guns, load up with rounds, and take out the people who would threaten God's people." Yep. Now, biblical I, or unbiblical? See, I would, I would have to go with Jesus's words to to Peter, like, "Hey, if you're going to live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword." Like, I think, I do think that when Jesus came on the scene, there was a, before there was a a reaction of believers, obviously Jewish believers that were, you know, we're going to fight this. I mean, you see all the way through history, the Maccabees, even the most recent, they were like, oh, we don't like this. We're going to fight you. But then you see Jesus come on the scene and everything changes to a peaceful, like, I'm going to change the hearts and minds of the world through through the Holy Spirit and through persuasive speech and miracles instead of we're going to change the hearts and minds of nations through conquering and destruction, which is how the old Testament used to do it. Right. So machine gun preacher is a, is a, an extreme example. It's an extreme reaction. Here is a much appreciated example, Mm -hmm. uh, would be Dr. Martin Luther King. Oh yeah. Civil rights movement. Okay. Nonviolent protest. Nonviolent. One of my favorite examples of this, if you've never read it is letters from a Birmingham jail. And let me give you the synopsis of it in like 45, seconds uh, arrested in Birmingham put in prison uh, the next day in the paper a bunch of white pastors yeah. Christian pastors right that Dr. Martin Luther King needs to chill out and be patient he sh- why can't he just be patient to which he rebuts them in the paper he writes a letter from his cell saying you're a pastor haven't you ever read the book of Daniel and he quotes uh, 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 I believe Daniel chapter three, Daniel chapter four, uh, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he says they stood up in the face and said, "There's a difference between." And here's these, these are Dr. Martin Luther King's words, yep. not mine: "Just law and unjust law." Right? We fall under just law, and just law is defined as God's laws, yep. God, the things that God defines as right, right? That God defines as wrong. Those are just. Unjust laws are anything outside of that. So we stand against unjust law. So we will boycott the buses. We will do peaceful sit-ins. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get machine guns. Yep. Right? And I they weren't the Black Panthers. And that's that's the biggest thing between Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, right? Sure. Like Malcolm X was an influential figure in history, but uh-huh. I he wasn't a legend like Dr. Martin Luther King. I mean, when you when you think about the civil rights movement, you think about Dr. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. Like right. you don't then at then it might be at the at the bottom of that list, Malcolm X. Like okay. so I just I recognize that like he was definitely he was definitely on the right side of history on that but you also see a lot of other wise men and women like of of, of god even like billy graham right billy graham was like we're not going to segregate our our um revivals any longer right you know they started breaking down those barriers because of the friendship that he had with dr martin luther king and so sure. i mean i definitely think that you know in government there is there is a time that we need to resist um but how you resist, I think, is up ah, for debate. Ah, so there's right? a right way to resist, says mm-hmm. you, I would and say. a wrong way to I resist. I would say, yes. And Machine Gun Preacher falls, in your opinion, on the wrong side of that mm-hmm. spectrum. 
and peaceful sit-ins would fall in the correct version of that. I I would say as a as a person that lives in the culture that I live in, I would see that. But then again, like nonviolent protests go a lot farther in the United States than violent protests versus like, I don't know where the machine gun preacher went to, but I know it was somewhere in Africa, right? right. Where like they were violently attacking people. And so right. maybe an appropriate response to that was also through violence. But I know that in America, you don't get a lot of stuff done by going out and Hacking fighting violently. Because most people are going to write you off as crazy or, or sure. violently racist in some way. That's so. true. So, okay, that's interesting. So it might depend on what kind of government you're so, in. So maybe, maybe you're, I'm not saying you are, but maybe you're right. Maybe it is a little bit of a gray area. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of a, hey, like there needs to be an, an equal and appropriate like reaction yeah. to every action. Yep. So hypothetical question, yeah. Christianity becomes illegal and they start murdering Christians simply for going to church. Do we just continue to have church out in the open? Do no, we go hidden no. church? Do we resist? Do we fight back against the government? Do I do I roll up and like say, you're not coming to my house and breaking up my home church. I'm going to shoot you because you're unjust by stopping me. See, I think like that's that's an interesting thing to think about. I think that there are going to be people that will do that. I do think though that, I mean, to me it's like, hey, if you're killing people that are non like that aren't Christians, who are you witnessing to? You know, like if your whole goal is to witness and tell the goodness of Christ to the rest of the world and you're killing people because of a belief that you have that Christ is, you know, has mm. abounding grace and is ready to save all those who would believe. I think you're, I think that your witness would go much farther by, by allowing yourself to be killed. So you believe, I don't think that you should be stupid though. Okay. I don't think that you should have church out in the open and be bold and you know, this and that just to get killed. I mean, at a certain point in time, Peter realized when the mobs were coming for him and he was like, I'm going to dip out of this city in a basket. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay. <laughs> right, and, right, right. Like, well, and actually I think he wanted to, right? I can't remember the story. Paul quite. got lowered down on a basket. Yeah. Right, Paul, to escape well, that's what I meant was Paul was, but I think Paul was like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay my ground. Everybody else was like, Hey, you dumb, need dumb. to run, dude. Yeah. Like, they're going to kill you. Listen, you love right Jesus, now. but you dumb. Yeah. You need to go right now. Yeah. yeah. Then again, though, there were sometimes he stood his ground, got stoned, and got right back up and was like, all right, which, I guess I'm going back. stories are more potent and powerful as a young Christian man looking to the word for how we're to live our life? Getting lowered in a basket like a chump or charging back in the city after you get stoned? And I'm not talking about... <laughs> I'm talking about... Rat, tat, 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 stone. <laughs> That's going on the audio description. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, okay. Let's yeah. dip off of that yeah, for a moving. second because yep. we can go on that for a long yeah. time. Let's go to point number three in Love this it. chalet article. Uh, we ought to pray for those who govern us. And it quotes First Timothy. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So, does that say only the ones that support the bills, the laws, and the things that you support? Or does no. that say pray for also the abortionists? Yeah, does I mean, pray for the people who believe that you should get taxed more than that, that believe you should get taxed more than we believe mm -hmm. you should get taxed. Oh, yeah, I think pray for them too. I think it's pr pray, praying for everybody, praying for, you know, their general health and well being, but also praying because, I mean, the Lord says you should pray for your enemies. Like you should right. pray for those that persecute you, mm -hmm. you know? And so even like uh, this past week, I've been thinking a lot about just, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders. Is, I mean, he oh. disagrees with me 
like politically, but right. at the same time, like he's had a lot of health problems. I don't want to see. Uh, I think it'd be it'd be very malicious malicious of me to be like i want him to die so that his political like that's so stupid he's a human being like he's a man that needs he might know jesus he might not like i i don't necessarily know that but it's like i want him to come to know jesus you know i just like i want everybody to come to know jesus you know regardless of what they believe politically but so that's kind of interesting because i feel like a lot a lot of christians will read the scripture specifically and they will pray for those that persecute against them they will pray for their enemies or they'll pray for people who they disagree with but a lot of times that prayer is i pray that they will see the light and mm. agree with me mm-hmm. yeah that's not what that's not what timothy's nope. asking not at all that's not what timothy's telling yep. right or paul's telling to timothy yeah. like he's saying pray for them to have joy pray for them to be happy pray for them to be loved and feel the grace of god pray for them to have a great vacation pray mm-hmm. for them to have like all yep. that they need to feed their children and we don't think like that no that's a totally separate thing like the selfish prayer versus the selfless prayer yep. christ was always calling us towards the selfless well and that's where it's like i think that as christians we get too politically like wrapped up in mm. in our culture where like a lot of times your identity as a christian is based off of what political you know system you agree with which is right dumb. which is dumb it's it's dumb to basically put that much effort into your like at at first and foremost you should be christian now does one party maybe line up ideologically with christians more than another kind party of. kind of right but and at the same time like best. it also has to do with culture like sure. how you read the bible so you know our whole podcast is based off of like biblical lenses like the lenses that you read the bible through so it's like you know i don't i don't think that you know, God is out there saying, yeah, like abort all these babies and stuff like that. But at the same time, like if your identity is as a Christian, like, oh, I'm a Christian conservative. Well, you should be a Christian Mm because conservatives can change. Like they can change their political points. They can change their viewpoints, you know, but at the same time, like you should be a Christian first and foremost, based off of the morals and values. And then if it lines up with what they're talking about, Cool. If not, like, but you should still pray for the well-being of, of those. that. I believe you. that a huge, one of the big problems we're having right now in our country, in our culture, the reason why we're so polarized is because people cannot see past themselves to pray for other people mm-hmm. without praying for them or thinking about them or wishing that they would just change their mind and yep. come across the aisle. Yep. That's just you talking or that's just you waiting for your turn to talk. Yeah. That's not you caring or listening, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's what polarizes people. Yep. When I can't put myself in your shoes, think about you, care about you as a human being, I dehumanize you and go, because of your point of view, you're evil, you're not like me, therefore I can't pray for you. Wish you'd just be like me, then yeah. I'd like you. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Well, and like you make a really good point that I haven't thought about of course before. I, is, I mean, you're always making good points. I'm always, I love you so much. Um, anyways, but like, so when I when I pray for people, I a lot of times just, you know, pray that they, like Bernie Sanders, I pray for his health. Like I do, I do pray that he'd come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ if he sure. hasn't. But like, I a lot of times don't, don't pray like you said that they have a good a good week that they have a good vacation like you know and i think that when you pray for somebody like that when you pray good things for people your heart starts to change for them right and i think really that's why that's the true. bible a lot of times says like hey pray for these people because god's going to do what he's going to do regardless yeah. but he's he's concerned about your heart and your heart for the world so when you pray for those people that you de- disagree with the most mm-hmm. your heart starts to go 
I do genuinely want the best for them. So you might have a coworker or a family member who's who's pro Hillary Clinton, like 2016, and once I I know I see the face that you're making. Yeah, I get it. Okay, but at the same time, like when you start praying for Hillary Clinton to you know like have uh, live her quote unquote best life now. Shout out Joel Olstein. Um, but also like you know that she comes to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Like you start to understand and empathize with the the family members and the coworkers that you have you become less of a hostile figure in their life that's saying like i disagree with you i i hate your viewpoint and you start to become this person that's like i genuinely love you i care about you like i want the best for you because i care about your viewpoints side note i wish that jo would come to a saving grace a saving knowledge of jesus christ oh my gosh um, <laughs> whoa oh no whoa. no just no, kidding jk z is oh, not no. really um okay let's go to our Let's just go to our on. fourth point. Uh, we should honor and submit to those oh. who govern us. Yep. Uh, ready? Um, let's go with, uh, let's go first Peter here. Yep. Chapter two says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be uh, to the emperor as supreme or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing so, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Oh, man. Can I, he literally said, be subject to every human institution. Can I uh, add a little caveat on this that I don't Hit think it. they had at this time? Yeah. Which is, I think, universities as well as a christian in a university let's say you go to a liberal university you're supposed to just deal with it no 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 i don't think i don't think that but i think there's a way to to bring up your concerns mm-hmm. in a respectful way that's instead always of true a unrespectful that's way and always that's, true and that's what i think is a lot of times we see like i i always get caught in this like youtube worm, wormhole where it's mm-hmm. like like right destroys left or christian destroys atheist and i'm like oh yeah Yeah. like let me go down this wormhole that makes me feel nice but at the end of the video i'm like man like you just disrespected this guy and you made him feel really bad like and are you are you changing his mind are you leading him to christ in any way making him hate christians no you're making him hate christians and you're making him think that we're all just a bunch of jerks and so the next christian that he sees he's gonna say oh i remember that little punk 21 year old with zits on his face and a scraggly beard exactly. who made me look like a stupid idiot yeah. in front of like because realistically like the truth is is in the bible like the bible is rooted in truth and i do believe that there are many arguments that you can win by pure fact you can win the, the battle but lose the war and i love that you said that because i really think that that's a lot of times what we do and on both sides mm. and so i think that there are ways to respectfully disagree with somebody while also not making them look like an absolute fool. Listen, we all, just like you said, mm-hmm. want to have a God's not dead moment and just <laughs> shove it to Kevin Sorbo and just go eat it, Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Eat it. You know what that kid should have done? He should have taken Kevin Sorbo. He should have prayed for him. Yeah. And he should have taken Professor Sorbo to the side and said, "Listen, Sorbs. Listen, Herc. Yeah. I don't. I disagree with you, and it offends me. Yeah. And then maybe Hercules would have been like." get out of my class yeah. and be like, all right, well, I made my point known and respectfully, yeah. I disagree with you. It's probably how God's well, not dead should have went, but it wouldn't have sold as many tickets. <laughs> no, but at the same time though, like I do agree that if you bring up your concerns, like you can bring up your concerns maybe after class or whatever. Right. And then if the teacher says like, 
I'm calling you out. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a certain point in time where you can say like, like you can still debate somebody respectfully. Sure, I think you can do and, and at the same time, like if you make them look like a fool and they, they choose to have a wrong reaction to it, but mm -hmm. like let them be the initiator of that conversation instead of being like standing up in class and being like, oh, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. Like I think that there's, we can, we can speak the truth, but right. we can speak it in a respectful way. I think I, think I see so too. too many times like, and I think it's even appropriate to raise your hand in class and be like, hey, I have a question about this or I have a question about that. Raise those questions. But at a certain point in time, like you have to realize like there might be a conversation that needs to be had after class with that teacher yeah, yeah, instead of being like, oh, I have this really good zinger that I can like shut down this Jehovah's Witness yeah. with, right? I have, a, I have a funny point and then a serious point. Go ahead, please. The funny point is, anybody else find it funny that Hercules... Uh, became a Christian. Yeah. Just, I just always thought that was really funny. Yeah. Side note, uh, on the serious point, Ravi uh, Zacharias makes a really good point on this. Uh, he was on the Sunday special with Ben Shapiro oh, and he's Sunday talking special. about um, how he stopped doing the debate form a long time ago because mm -hmm. it ceased to be an effective, me effective method of conveying his beliefs and his opinions and his thoughts. He would much rather do an open forum where he could lecture for 20, 30 minutes and then take open questions and then happily, graciously answer those questions and then even stay after and talk to people one-on-one. Yep. -on -one. He's found that to be a much more effective way of hearing people out and sharing his opinions mm -hmm. and actually having meaningful dialogue yep. versus zinger. Aha, I had something prepared for that. Zinger right back mm -hmm. at you. That just, it's not as effective. And and realistically, like, and we're getting into a little bit of a different topic. but Slight if you, tangent. If you want to see how, how to respond to certain people, like really just go on a wormhole of watching Robbie Zachariah. Yeah, talk to Robbie. Because like, no matter who and what kind of question is answered, he always responds with like, what a great question. I love that question. Like, thank you so much for being here. Like, just total gratitude to, what the, a class to the actor. Act, Even Robbie if they're is. like, hey, I think you're a piece of trash. He's like, what a, what a great response. Yeah. Let me let me continue and, and just respond to your question right yeah, now. I it's noticed like, also that you stopped doing your Ravi impression because I can't slightly, do it. Well, yeah. Well, I can't. No, well, you're not He's very good at You're good at so many other impressions, oh, just I could, not the Ravi. I could fall asleep to Ravi yeah. Zachariah's voice. Me too. Okay, let's get on to the last one because I feel yeah. like we're, we're running a little long and this one is going to stir up a little bit of convo here. Um, last point. All human governments will eventually end and Jesus will reign over everyone forever. Yep. For forever, ever, <laughs> yep. Said At the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. Hey, we got Revelation nineteen kicking it. Mm -hmm. Says this. Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called faithful and true, and mm. in righteousness he judges and makes war. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which Come to strike on. down the nations, Shake and that he tree. will rule them mm. with a rod of iron. Hallelujah. I'm not even going to get into the wine press of fury of God's <laughs> wrath, but I'm going to stop right <laughs> yeah, there at stop ruling right there. them yep. with a rod of iron. Yeah. So all governments will end at one point, yep. at, some, at some time. And God will rule and reign, yep. says the Bible. That's the lens that we look at all. So it's important to note yeah. that we don't look at now, the governments we're looking at now as the end all be all no. final remark or yeah. final statement on the matter. There will be a final statement mm -hmm. and we actually have to get there and look at governments now through that lens yeah. first. I think it's important to note. Well, and like that's where it's like to me, I, I think that if there's ever a point in time in my life that I see the, let's say the American government just go total 
wicked, okay. total evil. And I see that and I see the like the Lord raise up another nation. Uh-huh. Like I think that as Americans, we just get so wrapped up in America is the like cornerstone the of of Christian religion. It's the corn like right. everything that Christianity is built off of is America. It's like right. no, it's not. Right. God's going like we will not be the the reigning nation at the end of all day for sure not you know so to to say like we need to continue to pursue like america being number one like right. yes i want that i'm an american but at sure. the same time like if we move too far to to the to the wrong side we get too wicked too evil and god brings up another nation i think that i would be i would hope that i'm i have enough godly wisdom to recognize like the Lord has raised up another nation because America has failed in its in its standards. You know. Yep. I think I think that's true. I think I have to my, my take on this, and I don't, I don't have too much more to say besides this that that I believe that like um, when we think about government, worldly governments, earthly governments, our government, I think it's really easy for me to get wrapped up as a citizen of this government and forget. That first and foremost, my citizenship is in he- is in heaven. Mm. My citizenship oh, yeah. is totally. not first and foremost here. Yeah. So my allegiance doesn't lie here. I pay homage and allegiance to to the kingdom yeah. government, right? Yeah. To to God's government first and foremost, and that's why when things don't align, I will stand up at certain times when things are unjust versus just. I believe I'm called to do that. I believe I'm called up to make a stand for what's right. And I believe at the end of the day, if things don't go my way, which a lot of things are going yeah. my way in our country, yeah. that I am not going to, uh, I'm going to try as much as possible not to get upset and remember that my passport is stamped with, with a signet ring with a mark, yeah. like a mark that's been placed on me, not necessarily the United States like of America, yeah. not, not necessarily the red, white, and blue flag. Yeah. So uh, am I an American? I am an American. Yeah. That comes second. Though. Yeah. That comes so far second mm. to me being a Christian, me being God's kid. And I totally love like that you're saying that because no, no matter what ends up happening, like whether like laws are decreed or not decreed, like whether they're 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 passed or not passed, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like we know that God ultimately is in charge of all things. Right. And so we can we can always rest assured that our hope is in Jesus Christ. Like our hope is in God. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing because to do. What you what you're seeing is something that happens that is that is anti antithetical to what you you want to happen because you are operating in a in a biblically truthful way but you have to believe that god is working all things together for for his will and his good and so at the end of the day like no matter what happens even if you don't agree with it i think an appropriate response is always to look up to god and say god i don't understand what you're doing here but i will trust and love you nonetheless. And so that's my last statement on it is no matter what happens with our government, recognizing that God will always be the reigning supreme president of the world like is a an appropriate response in all things i think so too yeah um so where are we at are you uh riding or not riding are you um you rebelling not rebelling i just want they the come gu- to, if they come to take your guns are you you fighting you just caught a fly with i your caught a fist. fly with my bare hand nobody I'm can see that because it's an audio podcast but like <laughs> this mis- is why we need that video mr miyagi <laughs> while talking about rebelling against the government he reached up with one bare <laughs> fist and just grabbed a fly oh, out of the air that 
that means that my my decision right now is the final decision. Listen, let me tell you something. If you didn't Encino Man right now, just <laughs> suck that fly in. I would I would pee my pants and be terrified of you for the rest of my life. Oh man, am I am I resisting? I <laughs> quite honestly, am I resisting? I don't have the training to resist. I was not in the military. I would try to resist for maybe like five seconds, I'm and I'd be overwhelmed. I'm so totally resisting. I, I would probably honestly just be a martyr to the faith. I think you know I, I I agree a little bit with your state your earlier statement, which is it is slightly gray. But I think that, you know, I think we have to really discern when the Lord tells us to stand up and, and stand up for what's right and godly and good and just. And, and when, when he's raised up another nation to come devour us and we go, that's just the plan, man. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's going to take a lot of prayer and a lot of surrender to God. And yep. That. Yep. Yep. Um, hear that. We would love to hear your thoughts because you might not agree with anything that we've said, nor might you agree with Nolan catching flies with his bare yeah, hands. No. Uh, if you'd like to complain about sanitary issues like flies in the hands, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Biblical Lenses or on Facebook at facebook.com slash biblical lenses. Uh, don't head to the website. We haven't quite got that set up, but we do release a new episode every single Wednesday. Um, so we would love it if you would leave us a review on apple podcast or would follow us on any podcast player that you're listening to us on we will see you later you just caught that fly